Hello, and welcome to this Being Boss Flashback Friday episode brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for the best education and inspiration for how to grow your business. Stay inspired with more podcasts that help you grow your business at HubSpot.com slash podcast network. Corinne here from the Being Boss team, and in this series, we're bringing back some of our favorite conversations from the episode archives. Listen in as Emily and Kathleen chat with Tara Moore, author of Playing Big. They share practical ways to step into your calling immediately, how to recognize your inner critic, and ways to use your inner critic to your benefit. If you want to hear more of this conversation, check out episode 55, Playing Big with Tara Moore. One of the things that you talk a lot about in your book is the inner critic. And I think a lot of us are already super familiar with that inner dialogue that can be kind of a gremlin, as Brene Brown calls it, that often takes us to a place of fear and shame. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit more about the inner critic? But then I want to quickly jump to the inner mentor because that part blew my mind. Mm. Yeah. So, and you're right. We are more familiar with the inner critic than we are with the inner mentor. But we're familiar, but I think we, most of us are lacking what I think of as inner critic 101, like basic knowledge. And I always think back to my high school education where I was literally taught how to balance a check and, you know, then I went to get driving less, whatever. But like this very fundamental thing of what are these voices in our heads and how do we deal with them? We don't get 101 training on that. So we're familiar with it, but in a way, we're really not familiar with what it is and how to deal with it. Uh, So the inner critic is that voice in our heads that says harsh and mean and untrue things um, about ourselves to us, but they feel really true and they sound true to us in the moment. And I think anytime you hear a voice in your head that's saying to you, talking to you in a way that you wouldn't intend to talk to someone you really loved and wanted to support, you're hearing your inner critic. And what a lot of us don't know is that we're all hardwired to have an inner critic. So we don't have to go looking for like what happened in my childhood that made me feel self-doubting or is this because that one professor, those things can contribute and they can affect the particular form our inner critic takes, but everybody has got that voice of self-doubt. And the reason is that we've all also got an instinct to stay safe, to stay in our comfort zone, to never risk criticism or failure or harm. And that safety instinct that doesn't care how fulfilled we are or how happy we are, it just wants things to stay familiar and safe. That safety instinct is always trying to get us to live by its priorities and its rules. And so if you say, I think I want to launch that business, or I think I want to reach out to that person that I'd love to have as a client, or I think I want to um, share my work in a new medium or a new way, the safety instinct's like, "Mm, if that could lead to any ouchy moments, let's not do it. But it can't just say that to you because you would not be persuaded by that. And so instead, the safety instinct uses a more sophisticated strategy, and it puts on this costume and this gets dressed up in this vehicle that's the inner critic. So instead of saying to you, let's just stay on the couch instead of launching that new business, like it'll be more safe to just watch more reality TV over here with our snacks. (laughs) Instead of saying that, 
because you would, you know, you'd be like, but I think it could be fun and lucrative and wonderful to start my own business. So instead of saying that, it says, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not an expert in that. You would need 10 more years of experience. You know, you're not good at the money part or whatever your particular inner critic lines are. And that's much more intimidating to us. So anytime we're on our playing big edges, we're going to hear from the inner critic. And it, it doesn't mean we're off track. It usually is an indication that we are taking an important step out of our current comfort zone. One of the things that I love that you highlighted in the book was an actual conversation with your inner critic. So this is maybe two separate parts. And I feel kind of like a dork being like, I love that thing that you wrote, Tara, in your book that we're talking about. <laughs> That's and your you inner know, critic right now, like, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, obviously, you know, go get the book and read it. But one of the things that I love that you do in it is you talk about kind of not just telling the inner critic to shut up, but in a way, almost making friends with it and having more of a dialogue with it. So I wanted to share how this came up for me recently. And I have a very good established creative career. I'm totally living the dream. I have a podcast. I have a branding agency. Um, but I recently had the dream of becoming a makeup artist and my inner critic, and not that like, and it's not a real dream, but I'm I'm excited about it. And so my inner critic piped in and was like, "What the hell are you thinking? Like a makeup artist?" And so I took a cue from your book, and instead of just listening to that inner critic, I was like, "Let's have a dialogue." And one of the things that you mentioned is, "What would it take to make that happen?" What would it mean to keep the things that are important to me, like security in my job and security in my expertise and finances, but also explore this makeup thing? So it was really, it was so cool to see that it doesn't have to be black or white, but there are a lot of gray areas. And without my inner critic, I wouldn't have been able to have that conversation, or at least without the tools that you kind of gave me mm. in your book. Um, so I just wanted to share that as like a real life example of what that inner critic might look like and what that actual conversation might look like. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah. And I would say, you know, I also have a chapter in the book on callings. And I really believe that we all get lots of callings over the course of a lifetime. We get many callings at the same time. Um, and that sometimes our callings are it, a calling isn't just a big epic, like this is what I'm going to do for the next 20 years, but it could be, oh, I feel a calling to um, do this particular project or fix this little need, you know, that I see in my um, community or um, at my school or, you know, among this group of friends or whatever. And so I would say, you know, that, that sense of, I have this vision now about being a makeup artist and I feel really called to that, that would fit for me as a calling that, with our callings, we always want to pay attention to, and it sounds like this is just what you did, like, what's the practical, no big deal way that I can start living that in some way right now, and not get caught up in how do I overhaul my life to do it in the most huge way I can imagine, because that can actually be a way that fear would love for us to think about it because then it becomes <laughs> right. impossible, right? Versus if you're saying, okay, I feel calling to be a makeup artist. What can I do two or three hours a week right now that has me living that calling, not preparing to live it? Can I do free makeup things for my friends? Can I just go to this makeup, you know, uh, artist training? Like 
really start living it. Lots of YouTube tutorials. Yes. <laughs> I saw something on your blog about that. <laughs> it has been like, and, and Sephora is getting a lot of my money. So that's also something else that I realized is that I can love makeup and it can be more of a hobby and I can play with experimenting it, experimenting with it on myself. But again, like none of that would have happened without, you know, kind of hearing that calling, hearing my inner critic, having a fair dialogue with my inner critic, and then moving forward. Boss, I know you're on a mission, a mission to guide and influence and build. Having a mission is good for business, but you have to build your business to support your mission too. Whatever your mission is, HubSpot is here to help your business grow better with a CRM platform that grows with you. It's easy to use website builder helps you create, manage, and update your business's unique online presence so you can get your mission out to the world quickly and easily. Plus, with seamless plugins that help you track customer activity, you'll know what's clicking and who's not, all from your HubSpot dashboard. Get started and get going for good with HubSpot. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com.